Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. Here to talk about their new single, Drink Bleach. Please welcome Emma from Crooked Teeth. Hi. Hi, how's it going? It's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me on. So tell me about uh, Drink Bleach. Um, Okay, cool. (laughs) So um, Drink Bleach is... um, so we're 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 in the process of like rolling out an album. Um, uh, Drink Bleach is for me a very special song. Um, probably, probably my favorite on the album. Um, it's the first one that we're releasing that I really wrote the bulk of and took the lead on vocally. So it's it's exciting in in that regard um, because. Uh, the history of Crooked Teeth is is that um, our other singer Tyson, um, it it was his like solo project, um, and he he hired um, myself and Jason, our drummer, on, um, and then we just kind of progressed organically into being like, okay, look, we're like we should just be like a full band now instead of like doing this solo project with. Um, with like additional members thing um so yeah now we're like a we're 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 an actual like full like three-piece band and we write all the music together and all that kind of stuff for this upcoming album and so this one is the first one that like it's not the first one that that we did in the studio that that was that but it's the first one that we're releasing that that really highlights me um as a as a lead and um as like a a core player in the project. So it's really special for that reason. But also lyrically, the song really is a it is meant to be like a a bit of a, an anthem for for women um or femme identifying people. Um I <laughs> the chorus kind of the idea for it kind of came to me because I um I was working at a coffee shop and um, for like the millionth time ever had uh, like an old crusty man um, come up to me and be like, why don't you smile? Like you should smile for me. 
And um, <laughs> he just like got angry and was like, dude, I'm not your puppet. Like I'm, I don't owe you joy. Like I don't need to smile for you. My face is perfectly fine the way that it is. Like I'm not, I wasn't even mad. Like I just, you know, I get, I get people telling me that I have like RBF all the time. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Um, so that's, that's where like the, the chorus and the, uh, and the verse ideas like really came from. Um, and I brought it to, uh, I brought it to Tyson and, um, it's like, look, I have this, um, I have this song idea, uh, but like, it's kind of hard for me to write. Like, um, can you help me? And he was like, dude, I don't know, like with the content of this, like, how am I supposed to help you? You know, like that's inauthentic. Like I'm a man, like what the hell? But we really, God, it was so special. And like, I remember almost crying in the studio because uh, like, he really just like, he really listened um, to the things that I was saying and just kind of helped me like find my voice. Um, and um, yeah, it, that's drink bleach. That's, that's how it came to be. So if you could collaborate with any musician living or dead, who would it be? Oh, um, mm, probably uh, Maddie Healy or Haley Williams. That's a really tough pick. Those are my two favorites. I love that. Um, Haley Williams, a popular answer to that question. Everybody loves Haley Williams. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's God. <laughs> I will. I will absolutely agree to that. Yes. <laughs> And Maddie Healy, uh, the 1975 is one of my favorite bands. So, yeah, they are they they are my top right now. Um, I was just debating uh, whether Paramore or the 1975 would be my top, but um, I hate to say it, I do have like more skips for Paramore. Uh, <laughs> but that's but, fair. Yeah, I I'm like embarrassed to say that, but it is what it is. Describe drink bleach using only one word. <laughs> that's so hard um um hopefully empowering excellent word yeah who is an artist that uh if they if they popped into the zoom right now and said emma i need y'all to come on tour with me right now who are you dropping everything for oh my god i have such a long list um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, I always ask people this question that is, what is your top five favorite artists of all time? So I think that would be my list. Um, it would be really weird for Crooked Teeth to tour with some of these people, but nonetheless, um, Paramore, the 1975 Foo Fighters, dude, Crooked Teeth and the Foo Fighters, that would rock. Um, Charlie XCX and Shania Twain. Those are my top five. If anyone called, if they called me to do anything ever, I would hundred percent drop everything. I would like cancel my wedding for that. <laughs> That's an excellent list. I love that. Thank you. I'm quite proud of it. Yeah. And I like one of my, one of my favorite things is when like the support act isn't in the same realm as like the headliner act that way, <laughs> like it's, you get, you get two different shows and it makes, it makes a concert that much more enjoyable. Yeah, totally. We love a mixed bill. Like just a met like okay, shout out Shania, you should take us on tour. That would be <laughs> that would be the uh the collaboration of a lifetime. That would be fantastic. 
if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Mm. Oh, wow. I mean, just one. <laughs> I'll give you top five. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, the like scapegoat answer is that I wish people took women more seriously. Um, but I feel like that is getting a lot better. Um, you know, it's way more common that I go to a show now and like see bands with women on the bill or like um like the venue in general just aside from behind the bar you know like uh tming or um or you know be an audio engineer or whatever um so that's cool i'm glad that that's like um more common now but aside from that i wish that like i wish that it were how do I phrase this without sounding like, I mean, ultimately like we do what we do because we really love it. Um, and enjoy the, the artistic process of it. But like, I wish that it were easier for us to make money. Um, (laughs) like that's, that's the biggest, um, the biggest issue I think is that there's, there's, like not a lot of money from actually releasing music. Like you have to be, um, you have to be touring and selling merch and that kind of thing, Um, which is great. I love to do that too, but like it is super hard, like really, really challenging. Um, And I just, we realistically can't be on the road all the time. Like how do you, how do you build a life um, and have any sort of sense of stability if that is how you're doing it? And even even doing that, it's incredibly difficult to make money, uh, especially as a smaller band. Um, so, yeah, I guess I wish that threshold for like, obviously, there's obviously there's like a there, there's a point when you do start to really have uh, a stream, a stream of income. Um, and I just wish that that was like maybe lower and more accessible. Um, what's a venue that you'd give anything to play? Mm, I've always dreamt of playing Wembley. Um, I saw this like live Foo Fighters, um, thing back on, like, maybe it was like VH1. Um, it was some like live music channel that was literally always playing at my house when I was growing up and they would play this, um, they would play this Foo Fighters concert at Wembley all the time. And I always was like, that is what I, that that's what I got to do. That's what I'm destined for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that just for like the, the nostalgia and sense of accomplishment. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine 
provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Mm, wow, that's a great question. Um, I've never, I've never thought about that, and it, that's probably a really important thing to uh, acknowledge. I <laughs> would love to ask my bandmates this question, um, but I think that what I notice, um, what I notice myself doing sometimes is, is like. Well, what our producer called me out on doing um, uh, a couple times was we would have an idea and I'd be like, I don't know, dude, that sounds too close to to this other thing. Like, I guess meaning that, like, I'm so hyper focused on it being like completely original, um, whereas they're like, dude, like, it's not like you're not plagiarizing them like this is just taking inspiration like this is normal this is what people do <laughs> like chill um so I definitely I definitely do that but also I am a music theory dork um like I'm just I'm um I will make a lot of decisions based on whether it fits with like music theory stuff or not and kind of like um I don't know Tyson and I like Tyson and I, a couple times he would have an idea and I was, I would be like, dude, it's not going to work because like the math doesn't math like, (laughs) um, and, uh, and we would like argue about it for a while. I don't know if I'd say that's like really a bad thing, but I think they think it's a bad thing. They're always, they're always like, just use your ear. I will say not to like gloat or anything, but like nine times out of 10, the music theory thing is like, right um and sounds good and is the correct answer but um you know sometimes they get me sometimes they (laughs) they win with their their out of the box stuff describe the music of crooked teeth using only colors and shapes oh wow um okay orange pops into my head but um orange is my favorite color and also my hair is red and people tell me it's orange. Um, so I don't know if I'm um, I'm just projecting. But, you know, I do, like, I guess, beans that I'm one of the primary songwriters, uh, there's no way for me not to project in Crooked Teeth. <laughs> so um, I would, I think I would say orange. It's just a really, like, vibrant color. Um, you can't ignore it. Um, yeah. Um, and then shapes um maybe like a maybe like an octagon nice there's a lot of yeah because like there's a lot of there's a lot of side star music and like uh influences and um and yeah like I think we still end up connecting in like the rock world but in we've but like we have all these different angles uh of approaching like rock music um yeah i think an octagon 
What is a Crooked Teeth song that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Oh, wow. Um, well, released or unreleased? Either one or both. Okay, cool. I would go with, an, we have an unreleased song called, uh, well, I, the working title is um, You're So L.A. Um, I think that one would be great for a for a film uh soundtrack um it sounds very like coming of age it's also very narrative lyrically um yeah i think a lot of our music would be good for that that's fair i'll allow it (laughs) so this next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing i've got three of the most cliche questions that uh all musicians get asked in interviews and i will let you pick the one that you would like to answer in in this instance uh your choices are who are your influences what got you started in music or what is your creative process like Mm, okay well, I feel like I kind of already answered the influences by um, giving you my top five. <laughs> mm, let's do um, let's do creative process. I think that's a good one, especially for this band. Um, so the the creative process can look really different for us depending on what song, like really like what the song requires. But we live in um, in three different places. Um, I'm in L.A., Tyson is in San Francisco, and Jason uh, lives near D.C. Um, so our creative process as a band is quite interesting. Generally, um, what happens is Tyson or I will um, have an idea. Um, oftentimes, Tyson starts by, like, writing a riff, um, and then he'll bring the riff to the – he'll show it to me. Um, sometimes like just over FaceTime or whatever, and I'll start like kind of scat singing, uh, some melodies, um, or he will just bring it into the studio and we do the same kind of thing that way. Um, on the flip side, like the way drink bleach happened is, um, I actually drink bleach started with a riff. Also, I wrote, I wrote this, like, um, basically I wrote like a whole instrumental and demoed it. And then I just like scat sang over it. And um, then eventually, like, found the words. Um, and we pretty we had that one, like, pretty demoed out before we got into the studio. Um, and then but then I think the my favorite my favorite way to write is um, I think what feels the most organic for me is uh, I will have just like I I was listening to this. Taylor Swift interview once where uh, she was like, sometimes, um, sometimes like you're just a vessel and it feels like the song just kind of comes to you and you don't really have to like try very hard. And other times you have to like really know the craft. Um, And like, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, that is so, that felt like so um, big and important for me to hear. Um, so that being said, my favorite way, like what feels most organic is when the song just kind of like comes out. Uh, like there's, there's a couple of songs I can think of from us that like, I don't feel like I wrote it, but I don't feel like I wrote it. Cause I just feel like it was already there. And, um, and I was just like the vessel for it. Um, and the, um, sorry, I'm like lose my train of thought in the middle of that. Um, <laughs> so like my, my favorite way to do that is I'll just be like in the car and, um, 
and I will like sit in silence in the car and then stuff just comes out. It's really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really wild. And then oftentimes that's a chorus. Like I'll just write a chorus like that and then bring that to, uh, I'll just like voice memo it on my phone. Um, and yeah. Um, and then bring that to the band and, um, and go from there. Um, and then what happens at the end of that whole process, like after we've kind of mapped out the song, um, and, and like recorded all of our like main parts, we'll, we'll do like demo drums, um, in the studio where we like program them. And then we send Jason home with that. And, um, and we give him a version like without the drums and he takes it to his studio back home and records his version of like the real live drums um, at home. And I love that. That is probably my, that's truthfully like my favorite part of the process. It's very nerve wracking because we don't know what Jason's going to do. Um, <laughs> but Jason is so good. Um I swear every single song that we, that we did this with, which is most of them that are going to be on the album took, took this kind of path. Um, I would be like super into the, the, the demo and the way that the, that our producer like um, programmed the drums on the demo. And um, I'd be like super nervous. Like, what is, what is Jason going to do? Like, how could he top this? um this is perfect as is I don't know if we should even do it and then we'd get Jason's version back and I'd be like jaw dropped like whoa um it's just incredible um so yeah that's really that's pretty much our process overall from the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast your life the mixtape and headliners comes your life the mixtape magazine a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music culture and social commentary on current news and events visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer definitely an artist I don't think I'm an entertainer you know actually I was talking to somebody about this recently with like the way that the role that TikTok and and social media in general plays in um in um in music now uh and a lot of people like really hate um really hate TikTok I think that like some people are really just entertainers like they are born to do that and like TikTok is just their vessel their platform to to do so and it adds to their artistry and that's honestly cool like that's really cool that is not me um i don't think i'm an entertainer um honestly yeah <laughs> i love performing like in the band it's it, it feels like a it feels like a catharsis um but after i step off the stage like i'm done that is that's that's all I needed to do. Um, so, yeah. What do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? Mm, that's a good one. I feel like musicians are often viewed as like kind of like free spirited and, um, uh, you know, there's there's always a stereotype that like relate to everything which I am late to everything but um <laughs> but 
uh, not all of us fit into that stereotype. Um, but just kind of that we're like lackadaisical about life. Um, uh, but actually, I think that like to be a musician and keep up with all the different moving parts of especially like being in a band, um, you have to be like quite organized and grounded and um, and be a like self-motivator. Um, I honestly would like if I were like a hiring. <laughs> well, if I were a hiring manager somewhere and I saw that someone had been like in a band for a while that had any amount of success um, or that was like that, you know, maybe like went to school for music or something like that. Like I, I would look at that and be like, that person is probably uh, a self-starter and organized, like dedicated to whatever it is that they choose to do, because those things take a lot of, of effort. Um, Whereas like, and thinking outside the box, whereas there's a lot of other, like, I think career paths and like hobbies and stuff that people do that are a bit more like outlined for you, if that makes sense. Um, And you don't have to like, you know, not everything that you do has to have like consistent practice in the way that um, being a musician does. Um, For example, like I, I got good grades in school, but like it wasn't because I tried hard and studied. It was because I would cram before tests and I was really good at that. And there's a lot of things that you can do in life that 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 are that way. Um, music is not one of them. Um, music really taught me like discipline um, in terms of like this is a thing that I have to work on daily a little bit, like every every single day. Um, and otherwise, like you just you can't cheat it. Tell me about the moment in your career that you're most proud of. Wow. Um, probably playing Aftershock. Um, we played Aftershock last summer. Um, we played the day that A Day to Remember and my Kim played. That was really just overall like a really profound experience. Um, we had been on tour for like a month. It was a really brutal tour for us, just very mentally and physically taxing and we kind of it kind of culminated at aftershock i think we had some dates after that but um yeah the, the it just was a really really wonderful experience um people were like coming up to us afterwards um you know wanting to like know more about the band and meet us and stuff which like happens at smaller shows but it felt more impactful at this because this was such a huge stage it felt like less intimate um And so I think I was like more shocked when people came up afterwards, if that makes any sense. Um, This this little kid was there for his birthday and he wanted to like take a picture with all of us. Um, And that was that was a really special moment. Um, uh, So, yeah, I think I think aftershock. But um, also. I have felt like really grateful for um, being for our stuff being placed on Spotify editorials as well. Like that, that's a huge, um, that was a huge like goal of mine. Um, Like our our last song that came out landslide um, was put on a Spotify editorial. And that was the first, that was the first song that I did any sort of lead vocals on. And yeah, I I cried a little bit. I was like, whoa, (laughs) something with like my vocal on it um, is on a Spotify editorial playlist. That's crazy. Like 15 year old Emma would never have imagined that like a dream like that would actually come true. 
if you could uh, start your career over from the minute that you decided uh, that you wanted to do music, would you would you do anything differently? Wow. Um, probably, probably some little things, but ultimately, um, no, I'm very uh, I like to really live in the present moment um, as much as I possibly can. Um I'm and I'm quite proud of where Cricket Teeth is. I'm and and me personally, and um, I'm very grateful for for it and the role that it plays in my life. So no, I wouldn't want to. I don't think I would want to risk. Um, I would practice more, but that's it. So tell the folks listening at home and all over the world uh, where they can get the music of Cricket Teeth. Yeah. Um, so it's on it's on all of our. Um, uh, on all of the major streaming platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, etc. Um, you can find us online uh, at Crooked Teeth Rock. Uh, Drink Bleach is coming out on May 12th. There will be more music throughout the summer. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about the band, about you, about your favorite music. I have I have enjoyed this so much. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifemixtape.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>